found chop the original guillotine league podcast everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com now your hosts paul chargian and brian johnson Welcome to another edition of Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. I'm Paul Charchi and my co-host, as usual, Brian Johnson. Hello. What's up, Charch? I'm very excited to get to what is maybe the single biggest week of waiver wire chops I've ever seen. I think all of the top 10 choppees this week were drafted in the first four rounds. It's just big name after big name after big name, and there is going to be a ton of money spent this week. Yeah, we're at that point of the season where, unfortunately, it's inevitable that big names are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And the, sadly, they're kind of familiar names from last year, from my yeah, in some cases, yes. Um, kind of getting having some deja vu. Injuries play a part in in some of these guys. I think three or four of the top ten are injury players, and you know that's part of that's part of the game. Unfortunately, the waiver wire is the magic of the Guillotine League. So we're here to give you guidance every Tuesday to help you strategize your bidding. This is a critical one right now, um, and. Our advice will come in the form of three different types, as usual. Broad bidding strategies that's fit for everybody. Then we'll drill down on the 10 most commonly chopped players. And then advice for some of the some of the free agents that may be available on, uh, on the waiver wire that you want to talk about, including, you know, guys like Cole Beasley and, like, some of the returning guys, Curtis Samuel, Rashad Bateman coming back. Some of the yeah. guys that I think you want to jump on now. I hit those guys last uh, week. Chester Rogers Chester will probably Rogers, come up. Yeah, maybe. In this show. Yeah. And uh, we should mention quickly, injuries theoretically don't have to play a part in our week four leagues now forming at guillotineleagues.com. That is correct. You can fully fade any injury concerns entirely mm-hmm. and just draft healthy dudes and feel pretty good about it. So let's say you do a new guillotine league Leagues forming on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Basically, the days without football. And Thursday afternoon. We run some lunchtime. Yeah, lunchtime. We've got to get them in before the, yeah. the live we have, we scoring have Sunday, starts. We have Sunday morning, yeah. I think, in some cases, yeah. too. Yeah, filled um, a couple of those. Who's the first player taken? Uh, for me, it's between Henry and Kelsey. For sure. Um, I think those are the two, right? Yeah. I, I think it's Kelsey just because of the position is just so hard to fill. It is, uh, but running back has thinned out <laughs> significantly since uh, the start of the season. But uh, it's tough. Where would you? I, I, take... I think I would go Henry. Okay, I I'd go Kelsey. Where would you take Christian McCaffrey? What round should Christian McCaffrey go in a brand new Guillotine League draft? After round nine, like after the, you filled your lineup, really. He's oh, drafted no, as a he'll reserve. Go, he'll go way, way, way earlier than that. He's he only shouldn't. He's only going to miss probably two or three weeks. Well, we're going to talk about yeah, him, I'm sure, right. on this show. Yeah, but, well, uh, yeah, we are. Well, should we just jump right in? Is well, that, uh, no, 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 not okay. quite yet, okay. but we will talk about it. And also, we'll we'll hit on uh, Chuba Hubbard. That, that, that's me. That that's that would, my, my personal strategy would be, I, I, I you're, you're most likely right. He would. He will, will go earlier, probably around round four. Round four, yeah, round I think five-ish. that's. I think he's going to go, but not not for four. me, and that's for yeah. someone else. All right. So, uh, by the way, thank you for listening. Uh, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Most formats don't let you rate the podcast or review the podcast, which is too bad. But for those of you that do, thank you very much. Um, we have a pristine uh, r- rating at 
iTunes. Thank you very much. Very Pristine, grateful for that. Nice. Pristine, yes. Uh, I want to mention this too. We failed to say this at the outset of our other shows, and we'll dive in. Um, if you're in a guillotine or a super chop where you have fewer than the 18 teams, you can probably add a 50%-ish bonus on top of all of our recommended bids uh, because your season's shorter and yeah. you need to spend your money sooner. So um, for and those of you in smaller leagues... Bidding runs through the whole, yeah, the whole life thing. cycle of the... The, the yeah. guillotines vary every week when, when they're started. But the, basically every week of those leagues, there's yeah, bidding, there unlike, bidding, unlike the, the, the big ones. Uh, okay, so let's just talk about broad bidding advice as we always do. Uh, and I, I know for those of you that are regular listeners, you've heard some, you've heard variations on this before. But as the season goes on, this does change a little bit. And I am loosening up the recommended purse strings a little bit as we head into week four here. Uh, before we were really, really tight on money. Now you've survived this long, but I'll still stress this. You have a 93% chance of, of not being cut this week. You have a 1 in 15 chance of being cut. So odds are still strongly in your favor that you're going to survive this week. You're going to want to have fab next week. You're going to have some budget left. So don't panic yet, but we can loosen up the purse strings a little bit. What, what's the threshold for the percentage of the $1,000 you've spent where you really just have to sit this week out outside of like throwing a few bucks at some guys or, you know, like a $10, $15 bid. Like if, if you've spent four, 500 bucks, I think you kind of got to, you got to wait, pump the brakes yeah, a little bit, unless you're in dire straits. Like yep. you, you might, you, you very well could have lost a handful of the guys we're about to talk about. But yeah, I think around $400, you really, you can't, you can't spend anymore. If you're sitting at like $400 left right now, you're, you're in, you're in dollar days you for your bidding. Yeah. It's not that you can't spend anything, but right. you're going to be getting can't your be fifth option at every position. You're going to be right. spending $5 per guy. Yep. Uh, all right. So first, again, as I always recommend, try to do some self-evaluation and self-doubt creeps into a guillotine league like nowhere else. Play the odds, save your cash if you can, unless you're pretty sure you're going to get cut. And just because you almost got cut last week or the week before doesn't mean necessarily you're going to get cut next week. Look at your matchups. Do you have better matchups? Is there, is there, are you going to survive? If you're going to be okay, then you can you can keep saving money. Unless you have three near-death experiences on well, your then resume. It's probably, a sign. <laughs> then it's probably yeah. a sign. I wonder if anybody that's happened to anybody. Yeah. has gone second to last three straight times across our, uh, all of our thousands of leagues. If you're Seems out unlikely. there, holler at us. Yes. All right, let's, uh, let's turn our sleeves up here on some specific dollar amounts. Low-end guys that you want to pick up. You want to go get Brian Edwards. You want to go get, um, I don't know, Pat Fryermuth. You know, some of the low-end guys, your bidding amounts here should be in the single digits, the ten dollars, the fifteen bucks, that's it for low end guys. Yeah, that if it's mostly suddenly you're not gonna start. A replacement level starter, mm-hmm. you really should cap those bids around twenty bucks. Yep. For middle tier guys that you think um, can help you but have sprung free. Um, last week I mentioned Robbie Anderson's name particularly. I'll mention it again because he's a perfect candidate after a a dud game last week. You know, if he springs free, but he's somebody you could start. I think you're in the $30 range for those kind of guys. I don't know if you noticed in, uh, I believe it's our writer's league, where we had that MVS story where your buddy just needed yeah, a catch. one catch. I had the cojones. Well, I I missed out on bidding entirely. I, I needed a wide receiver bad, but there was MVS sitting there. I scooped him up. Oh, I paid off. Threw, and they, one of the reasons I survived pretty All much. All right. Yeah. Nicely done. So, yeah, uh, don't, don't look at last week too much. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It's all about the future. The high-end guys is where this whole thing gets gets crazy when a great player has a bad game and gets chopped. We're going to name many of them coming up in just a moment, and you're going to hear the kinds of dollars we're talking about bidding for these big-name players that would be every week starters the rest of the way. Your temptation is going to be to bid $200, $300, $400, but mostly you're going to hear us advise you not to do that when we talk about specific guys at this stage, we're still looking in the $80 range, $100 range, $120 range for most of these every week starter players, with the exception of some of the superstars that we'll talk about in a minute. So there's hopefully uh, you know some broad bidding advice that can help you. Let's talk about the top 10, Brian, because it's it's amazing what's uh, what got the caliber of players that got cut this week. It's just stunning, and I'm excited to talk to you about it. Uh, although, you know, I wanted to get into, you know, we're going to talk about one tight end in this list, and I want to talk to you for just a second about about this, because people are asking me, should I... Are you going to give me crap about Kyle Pitts? Is that what we're about to talk about? No, but that he should be in this list, but that's, he's that, not. That's coming on, 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 uh, on Friday. We'll talk about that on yeah, Friday, I'm sure. Probably. Um, good. For the most chopped, Pitts has been chopped a lot, but TJ Hawkinson, we're going to talk about him specifically. But just taking the names off of this, you've already got one good tight end. Do you want to double down and play defense, take away another good tight end, knowing especially in our system you have two flexes, so you can fill one of your two flexes with tight end. You don't even have to fill them both. You can have start two tight ends and play some defense. Do you like that strategy, or do you feel like that's just an expensive luxury? Oh, I love it. I mean, I uh, it, I went two tight ends in a lot of formats and, and in guillotine leagues if I was getting guys like uh, Waller and Hawkinson. And I, I will admit I was a big – I got a lot of Waller and Pitts combos out there. The Pitts ones hasn't paid off. But I've got Waller and Hawkinson in a few guillotine leagues, and I believe in one, Travis Kelsey. Like, long story short – with Waller and Hawkinson, I'll go three to get a uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, and that's pretty much the end of the list. But I'll go. I feel like that's like almost a knockout blow to the entire league if I have those three tight ends. Like mm-hmm. that's such a huge point differential. I mean, th- those guys produce like wide receiver ones, twos at this point. So, long story short, yes, all about it. I worry it's it's an expensive luxury, right? You don't need you. You're one of the few teams. You've already got one good tight end. You're one of the four teams that has a good tight end. Um, you're already at a big, a pretty big advantage. And tight ends are expensive. You know, we talked T.J. Hawkinson in a few minutes. We're going to talk about all the money we think it's going to cost you to get him. It's not going to be cheap, and you're going to have to. You know, I I worry that you're already at an advantage, and you don't need to drop another hundred dollars to get even stronger at that position when you might need that 100 later. I'm not I'm not as convinced as you are on this. It, 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 it depends. We're talking in a vacuum a little bit, of course, right? I mean, it depends on what you have at wide receiver and blah, yada, yada. But yeah. we'll talk about it more. Okay. We'll talk about Hawkins. All right, so the 10 most chopped players plus Chuba Hubbard coming up now. And odds are one, two, three of these guys are hitting the waiver wire in your league. We begin with the most chopped player, and that is Tennessee wide receiver A.J. Brown. Brian, yeah. his schedule grade for the next month is a B, including away games with the Jets and the Jaguars the next two weeks, which are favorable, but I don't know that he plays in Yeah, those. I don't think the schedule matters. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think he – I think he's out at least two, three weeks, probably more like the three to four range. Yeah, when they say he's out week to week, that means probably a month. 
Yeah, and uh, again, that's a really a, a Derrick Henry team to begin with. He just got to keep their their head above water. They're not going to really rush AJ Brown back, who's had hamstring issues in the past too, right? Yeah. Uh, well, end yeah, of the season with the knee. Well, yeah, yeah, multiple. Yeah. I, I think yeah. hamstrings. You don't want those year to year. So he's purely a stash play. He, that's for all he a is. Strong, a stash, right? A very yep. strong roster, and I'm not so. He's the kind of guy I feel like if you're going to see him again. Like, this isn't your last chance to get A.J. Brown, even at a cheap. Yeah, right. Even this at is a, probably not your last chance. But uh, conservative 20 bucks and a high-end must-have as a stash, 40 50 Yeah, I went 25 and as a desperation play, actually less. If you're desperate at wide receiver, he doesn't help you. No. So I would act, you know, if you're desperate at receiver, oh, no, there's, yeah. you know, there's there's a scenario where you no. pay less for you pay less than twenty. This is, just, I mean, if you're desperate to, to stash, stash him, but, but is yeah, anybody no, desperate for a stash? I don't know. Not really. I hear what you're saying. Uh, so, so we both agree we're in the twenty twenty five dollar range on AJ Brown. The second most cut player, to nobody's surprise, Christian McCaffrey. Um, the schedule grade for the next month is kind of not that material because he likely misses two or three more games. He might come back for a positive matchup with Minnesota in week six or a positive matchup Atlanta week eight. I think he's definitely back for. Um, unfortunately, this time away for Christian McCaffrey will not cover the Panthers bye week. That's week 13. So he still has a bye week out there looming, which factors in a little bit here. Tell me the the recommended bidding amount you've got on Christian McCaffrey, a player that we talked about almost every week last year. And who almost seemed like he was only one or two weeks away, which is what, what we're starting with right now. Yeah, this right. is way, way yep. too familiar But they territory. didn't put him on IR, which is a good they didn't sign. Put him but on that IR. doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be back in two or three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think three weeks is best case scenario. I'm no doctor. I'm not even an internet doctor. Uh, I'm not even an internet doctor. Nick Riviera. Um, but when even when he comes back, now the Panthers are good too. Keep that in mind. Like they're gonna even they're gonna want to preserve him for a supposed playoff run. And Chuba Hubbard looked more than able to not only spell mm-hmm. CMC but probably fill in. Which again, he said we'll talk about Chuba. So yep, he's coming up later. I'm I'm going super conservative on McCaffrey on uh, fifty dollars. And if like if and this is a stash play too, of course it is a stash play. Like the most elite stash play, but another guy that you might see churn his way through the the waiver wire week in and week out. So if I really want to get him 70, that's the, that's, and I don't really want to win that. Yeah. Really. I'm, I'm double all those amounts. Really. I'm 150 for, uh, for a recommended bid on McCaffrey. It's still only 15% of your full season raw uh, budget. And you know what you're getting into if you're bidding on him. Now, 150 is probably not going to land him. Because most of somebody of the 15 teams still left in your league, somebody's going to go, this is, I'm punching my ticket to win the whole thing right here with Christian McCaffrey, and I'm going to bid 600 bucks. That's going to happen in most leagues. Um, but for those of us that were playing last year, we know how this can go. We saw this with Michael Thomas. We saw this with Christian McCaffrey. There's no guarantee he comes back, and when he comes back, that he stays healthy. So we are showing, all, you're showing, immense amount of, uh, I guess, a conservative nature. I'm we should, I'm still saying there's a price at which I'd take him, and that's $150. We should call these, like, slip through the crack bids. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, someone's going to bid way too much, and yeah. we're advocating not to do that for any player. But if he were to slip through the cracks, yeah, 150 is your price. I'm still I'd a little lower on him. I'd be happy to get CMC. I'm still a little lower at the, the, the 70, 80 range. But, yeah, okay. I, I hope he comes back soon. It's a bummer. 
to not have one of the best players in football. Playing. Speaking of coming back soon, a player did not get hurt in his game, but is the third most chopped player is Dalvin Cook. Just presumably because, you know, even though you couldn't start Dalvin Cook and news came out well in advance yeah. of he was the game starting, pick. you know, you just you couldn't survive the loss of your starting running back. Uh, the schedule grade for the next month, it's bad. I have a D on it. <laughs> and is it, uh, is, is it, It's not boring, is it? It's just bad? It's just bad. <laughs> okay, uh, two brutal matchups, Cleveland and Carolina. Those yeah. are elite defenses, and Carolina's the best run defense in the league right now. Give me a 45 rushing yards per game. Imagine saying, imagine saying that like three years ago. I know. With well, the Browns uh, yeah, and the Panthers. Like year, oh, oh, right? oh, and then uh, a looming bye that's starting to get close for Dalvin Cook, too. I want you to factor in week seven isn't that far away anymore. So a looming bye here, and we don't know Dalvin Cook's status for this week. And given how good Alexander Madison looked, this team can take its time bringing back Dalvin Cook. So rolling all that together, Brian, give me a dollar amount that you want to bid on Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I'm still worried they're not rushing uh, Cook back. So in this case, the week seven buy is almost a good thing if you're planning on being somewhat aggressive on, on bidding on Cook because – that buy is going to help you. Like that week 13 buy for McCaffrey, if you happen to win McCaffrey, that's going to end up hurting you down the line, assuming McCaffrey well, yeah, gets Cook's right. going to hurt me week 7, not 13. What do you mean? I'm not sure I follow I don't, I, I'm, I'm treating it as if I'm bidding on Cook, he might miss all the way through week the week 7 buy. Mm-hmm. I'm treating him as a, another slip-through-the-crack stash play, whatever we're calling it. Um, I'm a little more confident in him coming back sooner than McCaffrey and, to be quite honest, staying healthy – better than McCaffrey so I'm going 120 on uh, conservative bid on Cook and a must-have of two 200 yeah um I've got a 150 on him as well so you and I are right in the same ballpark on Dalvin Cook I think he comes back I think he plays in this game but I honestly I kind of hope they just rule him out and then you know get him healthy and, and get him working right for the next game uh tough matchup this week as I mentioned all right the fourth most chopped player got a kind of a surprise Nick Chubb, Cleveland running back, on his schedule, he's been great. His schedule over the next month is A-plus with three straight easy matchups, and his bye week is still two months away. This is the player out of this list I would pay the most for this week. How much are you spending on Nick Chubb, Brian? Yeah, surprised to see him on this list, too. Didn't have a great game. He only played uh, He played in less than 50% of the, the snaps yeah. against the Bears last week. He still had 22 carries, though. So, basically, That's he was lot. on the field. He was getting the ball. He was getting uh, the ball handed off to yeah. him. Zero targets, though. I mean, that we know he, he hasn't been catching the ball since Cleveland has acquired Kareem Hunt. But I'm with you where I would – he's the player I would bid the most on on this slate or this list of players. And uh, if something – I mean, he's already an elite player with uh, – it's getting – his work eaten into, but if something were to happen to Hunt, his value goes through the roof, mm-hmm. really. So I'm going 300 with a must-have of 450. Wow, on that Chubb. is a heavy bid right there. And, and again, like you're you're you don't have a true running back. You, you if you're making this bid, like you really mm-hmm. are hurting at running back. Like yeah. this is. Don't, I would not make that my luxury bid. Uh, you know, if you've got two good running backs, no, you, I don't think I would go dip, that high. Dip. I'm recommending 250, and I've got 350 as the desperation. And again, by desperation, I mean like I, you know, I'm in a league where I started Philip Lindsay last week. That's desperation. Um, hopefully, you are not in that position where you had to start Philip Lindsay at any point in time. Uh, so Nick Chubb, yeah, that's he's going to be expensive, but we know his role in a run-heavy offense, and he most weeks he's great. 
an able pass catcher too. He just doesn't have the opportunities. But not nearly again, as much. I'm not wishing any harm on Kareem Hunt, but if uh, Hunt were to lose time, I know they have who's uh, I'm blanking on the third string guy. You got a an alarming amount of work really against. You're the, talking about Felton. Yeah, yeah. Who they're also using as a slot receiver. Right, and, yeah. yeah, all over the field. The fifth most chopped player is Detroit tight end T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, with two great games and then last week's dud, and. By the way, that's two more great games than most tight ends have had in this league, and I still think Hawkinson, to me, he is in almost the same tier as Kittle. Well, he might be better than Kittle. I think, in fact, you can make a case he is tight end three as the third most desirable tight end. I think there's a Kelsey Waller and then a little bit of a break maybe to Kittle and then Hawkinson. He's going to be expensive. Schedule grade for the next month is a B. Two tough matchups, two easy matchups. What do you think on TJ Hawkinson in the hardest to fill position in fantasy football. You, you don't think Gronk has worked his way back into that top tier? Uh, he might have. Tight yeah. end two yeah, right now, right. behind yeah. behind uh, right. Kelsey. Yeah, but, then, uh, but then uh, Hawkinson, still tight end three, even after mm-hmm. the dud you mentioned. Two targets, caught both of them, but for 10, 10 scoreless yards. Uh, so even with that dud, he has more, more points than Darren Waller as tight end three. But in guillotine leagues, those duds will hurt yeah, you more so than... Uh, any other format? Um, like I you don't. Said. So, is he a is he going to be a frequent dud guy? Is a fair question because he's a lion. We tend to say yes, but because he is a pass catching lion for a team that's going to be behind in every game, like they have been so far. I kind of think the duds are going to be rare for T.J. Hawkinson. I do too. The the two targets was. Uh, very, I haven't watched that whole game. I kind of had it just on red zone, the mm-hmm. Baltimore Detroit game. We knew the Baltimore. Half of their starters on defense were injured, and yeah, it just yeah. seemed and like COVID, a. Yeah. And they had, they were they had gotten ripped by Waller and Kelsey. You know, it was like right. the, the gauntlet I expected, continues. I expected yeah, a gigantic everyone, game. For everyone did so. Yeah, um, but I'm already in looking to defend my Kyle Pitts take, and I, I've been looking at you know uh, where these guys line up, uh, snap formations, and Kelsey, Hawkinson, and uh, Pitts are in line less than 30% of the time. Mm-hmm. And for comparison's sake, Darren Waller is in line more than 50% of his snaps. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's always blocking, but anyway, Hawkinson is a wide receiver, essentially, as is Kelsey and Pitts. Pitts isn't performing like these guys is. but So I'm, I'm rambling on because I love talking about tight ends, but I, I view him as a wide receiver you can play as a tight end and a viable flex play, even if I'm very healthy at tight end with a Kelsey or a right. Waller. So I'm I'm going aggre- aggressively on Hawkinson. I think this dud is an anomaly. At least hopefully the two targets is. At least he gets eight yeah. targets and puts up a dud. Like, you've got to get Hawkinson the ball more. Um, so I'm going 300 with an aggressive bit of 400 on TJ wow. Hawkinson. He's that much of a wow. differentiator at tight end. Holy I, cow, that's Nick Chubb that, territory that's, right there. That's if I, I, have, I have no tight end right now. Wow, okay. I, mean, I, had, I had much less. I had 135 on Hawkinson. Uh, so we are, yeah, we're just... We're in a little different, uh, little different universe. I for, think people that yeah. are pretty thirsty for a yeah. an elite tight end, tight end and yeah. I, I don't think they're going to let this one dud dissuade them too much because Hawkinson looked. They probably should. Pretty damn. I'm, I'm just, I'm not spending three hundred right. Now. I, yeah, I'm not saying. Not I'm just saying this is where I think that's what he's going to go for if you really want to get him. Arizona wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is the sixth most chopped player. Schedule grade for the next month is a C. Tough game this week versus Jalen Ramsey and the rest of the Rams, and then uh, an easy game against San Francisco, then a tough game with Cleveland, then an easy game with Houston. So back and forth between those two. Uh, obviously, an, an elite producer in the first two games. It didn't do much last week. What do you think of DeAndre Hopkins? He's going to be expensive. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, he he did play last week, or did he mm-hmm. not? End, yeah, he had the rib injury. We weren't sure if he was going to play. He's probably just out there as a decoy for the most part against the Jaguars team. Yeah. He wasn't really needed for us. So you hope hope that injury comes along uh, pretty pretty quickly. So, yeah, a Kyler Murray looks like the MVP of the league right now behind one of the most explosive offenses, and Hopkins is one of the best to be doing it and have ever done it. So I'm very – I think I said I would spend more on Nick Chubb, but I'm not that far behind with Hopkins at 350. Three, 300, 350, kind of conservative, 400, kind wow. of must-have. All right, again, you're way higher than me, and I love Hopkins, and I'd love to have him, but just this stage of the season, I'm not draining 30 40% of my bank account here, so I'm at 125 for Hopkins. Um, I'd love to have him on my team, but I, I can him. find receivers, and I'm not – I prob- I may not get him at 125, but probably won't, but I just I can't drain a third of my bank account uh, quite yet at this stage of the season of late September. All right, let's go to the seventh most chopped player, Chicago wide receiver Allen Robinson. The quarterback situation is a total mystery, of course. Schedule for the next month is a B, including positive matchups with Detroit next week and Las Vegas the week after that. Uh, Vastly, painfully underutilized with 10 receptions in three games, Brian. What do you think about Allen Robinson? Yeah, for those who didn't see it, it the most painful thing of Allen Robinson's season so far is he he let a, a touchdown pass go right through the wickets against yeah. the Bengals. He was in the end zone and the ball was right there and it like went right through the basket, whatever the whatever yeah. term you want to use. And I probably would have kept him off this list, but still, well, it was two weeks ago. Was was the uh, are you talking about the Bengals game too? I'm sorry, ago, the, Bra- the, the Browns, the Browns. The Browns. It was this past week. Like, he okay, he right. he dropped a touchdown. Yeah. A very, but uh, like you said. Uh, 35 yards, 24 yards, 27 yards. Those are his receiving totals. Uh, Chicago's not throwing the ball downfield. Andy Dalton wasn't doing it. Justin Fields certainly wasn't doing it. Oh, he didn't have any time to do it, even if they were letting him. No, and, uh, and uh, they're talking about Nick Foles maybe getting I'm a start. To- I'm team Foles on this because <laughs> I don't trust Matt Nagy not to ruin Justin Fields. I almost feel like as long as Nagy is there, the best thing you can do with Fields is not let him near the field so that Nagy can't mess him up. I I, I I like that angle. I, I can uh, I can see that. I you do you think Allen Robinson gets traded at some point if the Bears continue just only to go, if they bottom out, which is quite possible. I feel it's like, possible. and I think uh, he's he's a, a likely trade candidate, which I, I'm factoring in. But I'm also I think the masses are very bearish on Andre uh, Andre Allen Robinson. I'm calling him Andre Johnson because he's on that same career path of being an <laughs> incredible player, on a, on but never teams. having yeah. a quarterback to, to yeah. get him the ball appropriately. But um. I still believe in Allen Robinson. He should. He had 11 targets in week one. He should begin commanding double-digit targets mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. I don't, I'm not going to be as aggra- – like, his price should be higher than the price I'm going to recommend, but I think I'm going 100 uh, conservative 150 to must-have Allen Robinson. I hope you get him there. Wow. Yeah, just you and I couldn't be more different today. And maybe it's just that we woke up on different sides of the bed. I'm at $45 for Allen Robinson, given all the question marks at quarterback. He's going to have dud games. He's already Two of his three games have already been duds. He's going to have dud games with the quarterbacking he's got there, and that's how you get chopped. I, I love his talent, and I love him as a player. I worry about everything else around what, this what, offense. That's your must-have? It's 40? About 45, 65. 45 recommended. My desperation bid is 65. I, I'm I'm nervous about that whole offense, and he just can't do it himself. Offensive line, again, looking terrible, too. Let's go to a combination of eight and nine. This has never happened in the history of the CHOP podcast. Eight is Dallas wide receiver CeeDee Lamb. Nine is Dallas wide receiver Amari Cooper. 
That's wild. Let's talk about both of them. They both have a brutal coming month for their schedule, and I want you to be really thoughtful about factoring this in, everybody, to your bidding. Carolina is the NFL's top-ranked overall defense and number two against the pass. Then they get the Giants. That is a good, not great, but a good defense. Then they get Bill Belichick in New England, and then they go on by. That's your, there are no strongly positive matchups in the next month for the Dallas pass game coming up. Well, frankly, any part of the Dallas game. So let's talk about CeeDee Lamb first. I love the 27 targets in three games, and I'm ready to give more money to CeeDee Lamb than Amari Cooper. How do you feel? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, CeeDee, one of 20 wide receivers with more than 25 targets, so that's kind of rare air, uh, mm-hmm. per se. Only three targets on Monday night, but that, w- that was a Zeke game. And it really Ced- was. Cedric Wilson scored. Yeah. Dalton Schultz had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's why we have Lamb and Cooper on this list, quite frankly. But uh, that's kind of the concern in Dallas is there are, there are a lot of mouths to feed. And with yeah. the, the brutal schedule coming up, like you mentioned, followed by the bye. Oh, I mean, I still love CeeDee Lamb the most. Like, if I'm going to – if I get one – player outside of Dak Prescott who do you like to score a touchdown this week it's going to be CD Lamb in most cases but um with all the mouths to feed the tough schedule I'm only slightly higher on him than I am on Allen Robinson in terms of bidding and, and you know Robinson doesn't have to compete for the targets like Lamb does he has a much better quarterback CD does of course but yeah. I'm at 180 conservative uh, 225 must have boy again we're you and I are just not, <laughs> not on the same people are people are people are gonna go high this is the range these guys are gonna be going for huh, but I'm not recommending it not with this schedule I think CD Lamb's gonna pop free once or twice again in the next month because of the schedule same with Cooper I've got a 65 recommended bid on lamb I've got a 35 on Amari Cooper uh, desperation bids are you know about 50 percent higher than that for both of those guys and I just I'm nervous that these guys are, are – and, you know, for Amari Cooper, back-to-back dud games, and we know oh. throughout his history he does this. So Go, Going back to last year, 60 or fewer receiving yards in six of his last eight games. And like you said, it's, that's yeah. become a, a, a trend over his four- or five-year career. Right. It's, he's a, he's a, a best ball option. Yeah, that's more best. like it, which is not, which is the opposite yeah. of, of what we're doing here. In I, was, I was 30-50 on and Cooper, Cooper, so at least yeah. you got that one there right. But, yeah, right, no good. interest in Amari Cooper. Yep. All right, let's go to our 10th most shot player, Damian Harris, uh, who, in theory, could see some extra receptions with James White out, but probably won't because he doesn't catch very much, and they've got other pass catchers they can go to, like J.J. Taylor, who might be a sneaky pickup, by the way. Uh, schedule grade for the next month is not great. I've got it graded a D. Now, they got the Bucks this week. He's not even really startable against Tampa because no running back does anything against Tampa except through the air. You can get a little something done, and Harris doesn't catch. So this is almost like a stash grade on Damian Harris for this week because I don't think you can start him. Yeah, uh, only 31% of the snaps last week. Brandon Bolden played 46% of the snaps. Go figure. Uh, James White, pretty much done for the year, I believe. Uh, He's going to miss significant time. Um, But you said, like, J.J. Taylor could probably fill that role. And we can't forget about our, at least my boy, Ramondre, Stevenson. I don't know. Yeah, New England backfield is just such a just such a headache. And like you said, he can't start him this week. Uh, even though he looked like he was on his way to be, being a bell cow, he he's done something. Doesn't take much to get put mm-hmm. in the doghouse. No, I think <laughs> he's looked good. 
Harris has looked really yeah, good. I, it's just I think last week's game script didn't go his way, no. and now the Bucks. And so. it was a tough opponent against the Saints as well. Yeah, Saints, um, are, Saints have, are a fantastic run defense in my mind, second only to the Bucks. You know, Bucks, Saints, Panthers are the run defense you need to fear for your running backs right now, based on what we've seen so far. So Harris as at best a flex player this week, but after that the schedule loosens up. Uh, what do you think? Um, what do you think after that? What do you think kind of bid number are we talking about? I think he's kind of. I feel like he's a guy we're going to see on this list next week because a lot of people are going to bid a, f- a fair amount on him, and it's going to be a bad matchup, and he's likely to wet the bed. So I'm going very conservative here on uh, 30 with a uh, 60 must have on Harris. Just assuming I'm not going to be starting him, and I could probably get him for ten dollars more on each side next week, heading into a much more bountiful schedule yeah. I, I've got $60 on Damian Harris I just think he's a good back and I'll I, I'd still like to have him but I just I at 60 bucks I don't mind stashing him for a week uh, okay let's go to Chuba Hubbard uh, who was not among the top 10 players chopped of course uh, but uh, he, he is so important for people and in some cases he was chopped he I looked and he, had, he was like the 23rd most popular chop because I think a lot of people had him handcuffed to Christian well, McCaffrey. It's those not like he wasn't, he's not 100% roster. And he either. wasn't 100% no, roster. No, right? that, so no, that 60, 70, yeah. if I would guess. Um, he's your probable starter for the next two weeks, maybe three or four weeks. Um, and basically, the way I view Chuba Hubbard is you're getting a get out of jail free card for the next month or two, three games where you're almost not going to get chopped if you get him because you're getting a starting running back in a positive series of matchups. Uh, he gets Dallas this week, and then he gets Philadelphia and Minnesota. And honestly, if, if he starts all three of those games, he could be a top 10 running back in all three. Well, you have to look at this from two angles. If you have McCaffrey on roster, yeah, right. and if you don't. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, If you've got McCaffrey, he's probably worth – Twice yeah, the bid. 50% bonus, yeah. Something like that. Yep. But uh, I don't know. He's not Mike Davis light. He's going to be Mike Davis plus ice. Like Bud Ice. Remember Bud Ice? Oh. Not that that was good, but yeah, plus. Yeah. Uh, you were a big Pepsi Clear guy. I remember that. You'd no, come into the office, you'd do I, a two-liter I, bottle of like Pepsi Clear. <laughs> they did uh, re-release that, didn't they? I don't In, know. Within the last they? few years, I, w- I would have yeah, bought maybe. that. I remember when that came out, though. I was a uh, Van Halen the the right here right now they, the, I don't, that was like really? one of the, that's pretty good I don't remember remember that. how much of a sellout you had to be to, when you were in commercials back in those days like actors and bi- musicians oh, would go now overseas they all do it. oh yeah now, 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 they now, all now, do now it. it's the end right, thing exactly. to be <laughs> but, yeah. any, but anyway uh, Chuba all right so I'll, I'll say so a bid if he's not on roster and we'll just assume you basically double it if you have McCaffrey because yeah. you're in dire right. straits if you have right. McCaffrey right now um, assuming he's playing the next three weeks that's worth. 120 uh, conservative to about 160, 170 must have for me to get Chuba. Yeah, to, to again, really it's, it's, keep my head on my shoulders for the most part. For to me, that's just too high for a guy who's going to be a starter for th- two, three games probably. But again, he could be for the rest of the year. It's and that, possible. You're, you're right. It's, you're, it's possible because we saw Christian McCaffrey last year. But it's not. That's not the likely scenario. You might have twenty to thirty dollars of egg on your face if mm-hmm. you bid, bid my recommended amount. But I'll go eighty. Okay. Uh, so I probably won't get him. Other people are going to be a lot more excited. The show wouldn't we wouldn't our rating wouldn't be pristine if we agreed on everything. That's true. Okay, now we get to the portion of the podcast where we just touch on some of the standard waiver wire guys that you'd be picking up in every league, a redraft league, uh, guys that have sprung free. Then and let's we mentioned a couple of these in passing already. 
J.J. Taylor, Peyton Barber, Gio Bernard at running back. Those are guys who are available in over half of leagues, and you could uh, you could go get. Barber looked shockingly competent last week. Um, these are guys you're going to be able to get for $10, $15 because everybody's distracted by the shiny players yep. that, um, you know, the shiny big names. So you can get those guys for much, much less money. Yeah, one of the... The best examples of these players has been Tim Patrick so far this year. Mm-hmm. When the week after Judy right. went down, I saw him. He was going in the $25, $30 range if right. you wanted to get a, a pretty good proven replacement level starter. Which these, I don't want to say Peyton Bar- Barber is pretty good, but hey, he had the third most rushing yards last week. I know. Shocking. Uh, wide receivers deep this week. Look out for Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Brandon Ayuk, Curtis Samuel coming back from injury. Rashad Bateman is probably two weeks away, but now's the time you can get these guys for a buck. Mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, with the Giants missing two wide receivers in this game, could be thrust into the starting jo- a job along with uh, Colin Johnson. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, from what I'm hearing, Shepard and Slayton are going to miss multiple Sometimes, weeks. Sometimes, yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, Galladay always seems to be dinged up, too. <laughs> Tony could be like... I know. Wow. Um, two others I've got for you. Freddie Swain is getting legitimate run with uh with Seattle and he looks promising as a second year player and speaking of second year players Brian Edwards can play oh yeah I mean Ruggs is much more you know Ruggs available in some leagues too uh but Brian Edwards looks like he's developed into a player and that offense is cooking right now of course it helps him playing overtime every week yeah uh and then uh Chester Rogers Mm -hmm. gonna be filling in for AJ Brown Nick Uh, Westbrook in Hanke is the got most of the run when AJ Brown went down really? and Rogers scored the score, Rogers scored Rogers too. scored too. It was the three touchdowns were Rogers, Westbrook in Hanke or whatever, and the third guy was ah uh, I can't remember the third touchdown, but it was also a super odd ball. It wasn't touchdown. Julio Jones. <laughs> it certainly was not Julio Jones. Uh, and what about Cedric Wilson? Scored for Dallas on Monday night. Yeah, I had he's him. available in a lot of I, leagues. I'm sure. I had a, I had a Monday night nail biter. Against my good friend Sigmund Bloom, um, and I needed Cedric Wilson to score, wow. so that uh, that was a that was go. a huge huge touchdown for me. Uh, at tight end, Tyler Conklin and Pat Fryermuth are guys you could consider. Mike Kosecki dropped in a lot of leagues, uh, but Conklin's kind of interesting. Finally healthy, didn't you know? Didn't start the season healthy, so the Vikings weren't us- utilizing him that much. But the Vikings need him. My worry this week is that they're going to have to st- keep him on the line of scrimmage and blocking to help stop Miles Garrett because Garrett is just so good. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go, everybody. I hope uh, I hope you, well, you're live, you're listening to this, so congratulations to making it to week four. Congratulations to getting to the end of a 38-minute version of the CHOP podcast. It was worth it. And yeah. you, you can be reborn again anytime, guillotineleagues.com. Most yeah. days. Yeah, most, new most days. New forming. leagues forming. Yeah. Go, you know, you know what you know how it's going to feel when you get cut. You want to be in a second or third or fourth guillotine league so that you can keep battling, stay alive, keep enjoying the guillotine league. Drafting is never not fun. Yeah, there's that too. The draft is fun. And the draft's Always. shorter now because there's fewer teams. Yeah. You have fewer weeks left. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next week.